This is Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And today, we are going to be discussing a topic that, uh, honestly, as I look back in our archives, you know, we've done, gosh, I don't know, 200, 250 shows or so, uh, four plus years of shows. We've covered this topic not many times, very few times, and I'm actually a little surprised and frankly, shame on me because it's a, a very, very important topic and something that will relate to pretty much anyone who listens to this show, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, um, you're a entrepreneur, um, or you just listen for the heck of it. Um, this is going to be a topic that, that's going to hit home for you, and that is around leadership. And specifically, we're going to talk about using leadership to, guess what, create financial success. So there is definitely a tie-in between the two of those. And in order to discuss a topic like that and to be able to tie in, you know, the financial aspect of using leadership, I needed to find someone who was, was you know, well qualified and um, really uses this as a platform uh, for his living. And, and that person is Mr. Scott McCarthy of Moving Forward Leadership. Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, Ken. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, brother. So stoked to be here today. Yeah. So in full disclosure, I was on Scott's show, his podcast, uh, several months back, and uh, he and I have continued to talk back and forth and been been in contact with each other. And, uh, you know, I've been I was so impressed with Scott and everything that he's doing with moving forward leadership. And again, you know, being able to bridge that gap between a lot of people talk about leadership. Right. It's, It's one of those topics that a lot of people talk about. But Scott lives it. Number one, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But number two, you know, he's able to tie that back to, you know, the financial side of things as well, which, of course, is near and dear to my heart um, as a as a uh, CFO. So, Scott, that all being said, tell us a little bit about your your entrepreneur journey and, and kind of how you've gotten to where you're at now. Yeah, that's a great story. Um, I guess I need to preface it with that. I, I'm a senior uh, Canadian Army officer and I still serve. So my entrepreneur journey is, a, is truly a, a side hustle that is going to set me up for success for life post army. Mm-hmm. So I graduated from the Royal Military College here in Canada, which is like your equivalent to West Point and uh, Plus Valley, whatever, mm-hmm. in 2006 and started commanding troops as a logistics transport platoon commander when I was 25 deployed to Kandahar, Afghanistan in 2010 as an embedded mentor to the Afghan National Army. Came back home, started doing, uh, I was posted to our training, one of our training schools and started, you know, teaching and mentoring junior officers who were coming into the Army uh, in logistics and transportation and movements and all that stuff. And I said, hey, this is kind of, this is kind of cool. I like this uh, mentoring and coaching stuff. Uh, so flash forward a couple more years, promote it to my current rank of major and then in 2016, I took command of a logistics squadron of 200 members and commanded that for two years with a lot of great success, a lot of great stories and a hell of a time there. So in the meantime, I started moving forward leadership because I wanted to learn more in that realm because ultimately I have people's lives at hand. 
Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure I led them to the best of my abilities. So I started the podcast selfishly, honestly, to learn more that I wasn't getting uh, out of the army, learn more that I wasn't getting from the books that I had read and articles I was reading online. I wanted to you know, pinpoint it directly at what I wanted to learn. And then I said, well, I might as well share it with the world. So that was kind of the start of it. Yeah. And so that's why I was mentioning, guys. Uh, so Scott, you know, and again, I don't mean to, I'm not trying to dog anyone else or, or put someone else down, but, you know, you, you've got a lot of quote unquote leadership coaches that are, you know, maybe they had a successful corporate career um, and someone said, oh my gosh, you should be a leadership coach. And and so again, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's why I mentioned at the outset is, is Scott lives and breathes this every day, as he mentioned, with lives at stake. This isn't just, you know, some fluffy corporate job where you're sitting in a corporate office as a quote unquote leader, which is a very important role as well, of course. But, uh, you know, he's living it in the military, in the Canadian military. So um, super, super cool. And I I love how you have bridged the gap between the two of those. I know when we talked before, you had mentioned some of what you'd already, you just said is, you know, bridging the gap between a lot of those books. And I know you've read a bazillion books on leadership and everything um, and applying it to what you're doing uh, in the military now. No, for sure. It even go as far as bridging the gap. I, I'm literally sitting here looking at my MBA framed on my wall. Uh, so <laughs> to throw that out there too. And because as we'll get in a, in a later segment, there is a, a, so let me back up. A lot of people look at management and they look at leadership and they look like, oh, those two things are completely different and apart. The reality is, as I learn, as I continue to grow, in this space, I've realized that no, they are actually not separate. Yes, you can have a person who's a great manager, but they're not a great leader. But great leaders are actually great managers as well. They know how to manage the resources. They know how to take care of their budgets and their cash flow and all these different things. But at the same time, they also know how to inspire, motivate, make decisions, be present, all these different things. So those are the different things that I kind of bring out and bring to my audience every day and the people who I coach every day is like, no, listen, as you said, you know, there are a lot of great coaches out there, but some of them have never actually even led companies. Mm -hmm. They haven't even led organizations. And when I commanded that squadron of 200, I was actually learning lessons from my podcast interviews and bringing them to my guys the next day. And I remember one time I was sitting with one of my captains and I was talking about literally one of the lessons I learned the night before from a podcast interview. He's like, boss, I got to ask you a question. I'm like, what's that? He's like, where do you come up with this stuff? And I kind of <laughs> chuckled to him and laughed because I wasn't open about the podcast to anyone. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I just, I, I, I read a lot and I learn a lot from some really great people that I find. And he was like, man, he's like, this is crazy. And he went back and we implemented some changes that I learned and boom, we could see the results going up and up, you know, more and more people were getting motivated. People, we were achieving more and more with less. And how many times have you heard that in the business world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it wasn't through, but it wasn't through budgets or finances and stuff like this. It was through motivating our people, empowering our people and, and allowing them to do their jobs, which is really what leadership's all about. Yeah. And I guess I, I love one of the things you mentioned there in, in, in just a few minutes ago is I think, um, at least from my perspective, you, in order to be a good leader, you first have to be a good manager. Um, and I think, at least again, on, from my side of things, I think it's difficult to go 
backwards. Um, not that you can't be a good leader and become a good manager, but um, from what I've seen in the corporate world and even outside the corporate world now, I think being a good manager first is really, really important, right? You got to have sort of the, I look at management almost as the more of the tactical side, whereas leadership is a little more on the strategic side, more longer term thinking. And I think, you know, having both of those, I think you kind of in that order, at least from what I've seen, is that what you've seen as well? Yeah, I take it on a little bit of a different stance. It's easy to learn management. We can be taught management skills. You know, my, my MBA was filled with it, right? Mm-hmm. How, to, how to, you know, finances and marketing and all this other stuff. It was just completely filled. The harder part is how do you teach those human interaction parts? How do you teach communication skills? How do you teach decision making? There's some great books and stuff out there, but it really takes a lot of actual experience to get that done and learn those things. So I think that's where the difference truly comes out. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a really good point, Scott. Uh, so again, this week we're talking with Scott McCarthy of Moving Forward Leadership, and we're, and we're talking about how using leadership to create financial success. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit checkoffyourlist.com to learn how Check Off Your List skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs seven days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. It's time for the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And this one might be the simplest one we use, but it's also maybe the most important. Uh, and you know, those of you guys who are loyal listeners know that it's, it's how I close out every show. Cash flow is king. If you don't have cash, you don't have a business. It's literally that important. <laughs> I think a lot of people know that, but uh, again, know, knowing the distinction between cash flow and profits and net income and all that good stuff is is critically important for people to understand and make sure that you know. You know, a lot of people think of those things synonymously, and it's just not the case. So that is the tip of the week. Cash flow is king. So let's get back into talking with this week's guest, Scott McCarthy of Moving Forward Leadership, which I should mention. Um, you can find more about what Scott's got going on at simply going to movingforwardleadership.com. Um, find out a lot of the cool things he's got going on there, some of the coaching, um, some of the different programs he has, as well as check out his podcast, which, as uh, I mentioned, I was on uh, a few months back. So uh, good stuff out there. So, Scott, tell us a little bit more about, I know you talk a lot about, um, I know when I was doing some show prep, um, you talk a lot about, it seems, a common theme that I hear you talk about a lot is components and domains of leadership. W- what do you mean by that? Yeah, great question, Ken. So let's go with the components part. The components is kind of the what. So let's go really back old school. Let's go back to like, you know, primary school. You remember those wheels, those color wheels where they had like three colors on them and you spin it, it would turn, turn into a different color? Mm-hmm. So let's use that analogy first. 
And those three colors are what I refer to as the three components of leadership. The first one being resource management. And, and that's really going to hit your audience at home, right? That's your budgeting. That's your, your actual people skills, your management skills, i.e. scheduling. That is your, you know, your trucks, your equipment, how you deal with them, how you manage them on a day-to-day basis. The second color is human interaction. How do you interact with people? How do you communicate with people? How do you inspire? How do you motivate? How do you get a vision? How do you pass that vision on? That's a human interaction bit. And that's really what a lot of people look at as leadership. But again, I don't think that's a full definition of leadership just in that realm. Mm-hmm. And then the final one that ties the two together is decision-making. How do you go about making decisions? How is you as the leader are able to look at the impacts of your decisions, develop options, look at the impacts of the impacts of the decisions. You see, when those three things combine and you take that wheel and you spin it and it becomes a different color, that to me is leadership. Because Yeah, I think that's a good point. So you bring those three together and really it's, it's you know, one plus one plus one equals five or six or eight, you know. Absolutely. And a lot of people out there go, wow, well, you can be a leader and not be able to, you know, you're not necessarily a manager. Well, I disagree. So, you know, if you're a leader, if you're a business owner and you can't manage your cash, you can't manage the flow of your cash, you go ahead and you burn through a year's worth of cash, you know, your budget for a year and two to three months, and your company goes bankrupt. Are you actually a leader? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but at the yeah. same time, if you got if you can manage that and you can inspire people, but you can't you just sit there and you go, oh, I don't know, option A or option B. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? What do you make the decision? Then are you actually instilling confidence in your people? And then are you actually leading them? No. Right. Yeah, no, I think and I, I love the fact what I saw, especially in the corporate world, was folks would get into leadership roles and the biggest piece they would fall short in is the human interaction. Um, right. And, and the analogy I would use for that that I saw and, and I, I often use sports analogies, but, you know, you have kind of you have these coaches, even in professional ranks that are like I call them one trick ponies. They know how to run, say, one type of offense. Um, and it doesn't matter what personnel they have. I just know how to run, you know, X, ABC offense. That's all I know. So right. even if my personnel doesn't fit ABC, I'm still running it because that's all I know. Uh, and, and to me, that's, that's, that's very poor. I mean, and, and I tie it back to the human interaction is, you know, you've got coaches, leaders that only know one way. And, and what I mean by that specifically is, You've got the guy who, guy or girl who's the, the yeller, screamer, motivator, right? I'm going to jump in your face, I'm going to scream at you, and I'm going to motivate you. Well, as I'm sure you've very much found out, especially in the military, Scott, you know, some people react to that and some people curl into the fetal position, Absolutely. right? That doesn't work, right? So you have to be able to know each and every person. And that's why I think that human interaction helps you determine the motivational tactics you need to use for each individual person that, that you're leading. I mean, I think that's really, really important to understand. Otherwise, you fall short. That's great. And actually, Ken, you, you, you set me up perfectly for the segue and explaining the three domains. So we, we talked about the components, i.e., what is leadership? Now, the, the domains are kind of who do we lead, right? And the who, I break them down into three things. First is yourself. How do you lead yourself? How do you constantly become a better leader? How do you improve yourself? How do you take care of yourself physically, mentally? 
your health, all these things. Because if you're not at your peak performance, then you're not going to be able to lead your team, your business at the highest level possible. So that's the first domain. Mm -hmm. The second domain is leading your team. How do you lead John, Jane, Susie, Sally, Jim, them as individuals? Back to what you were kind of talking about in that human domain of looking at it, looking at the leadership spectrum. What style do I need with this team or these people here in order to, you know, get them to be the most effective and most efficient as possible? And then finally, the third domain, which is going to be near to dear to your heart, is leading your organization. You know, looking at your organization as an entity, how do you lead that? How do you make it the most effective organization possible? How do you make it the most efficient? How do you ensure that it is there for the long haul and going through? And sometimes that involves going back to leading your team and making sure that they're squared away, they're good to go, so that you can turn around and lead your organization better. But at the same point, wrapping it right around again, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not taking care of your health, if your brain is fuzzy because all you are hopped up on is Red Bull and caffeine because you haven't slept uh, for three days, you're not making the best decisions, guess what's going to happen? Things are going to start falling apart. So this is where I say this is the complete leadership package, the full picture, because everything relies on everything else. And once you actually view it in that sense. You go, okay, I take care of myself. I can take care of my people better, who then in turn take care of my organization better. And we can actually do better. We can increase that bottom line. We can push profits up higher. Why? Because everyone cares. Everyone is motivated. Everyone feels inspired, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and I think you see these examples of leadership and not just saying the words leadership, but you see these examples of you have a you, know, you go back to sports you know you have a new leader take over a team and the team essentially the personnel hasn't changed much if at all and all of a sudden the team goes from you know going one in ten to, to eight and three the next year right that that's not an accident you know that that's that's a very clear definition and, and example I guess of, of strong leadership and, and making you know the pieces parts bigger than the whole. Absolutely. The one thing I hate uh, in the leadership space right now is all these buzzwords and quotes that you float around. Just go on to Twitter and search the hashtag leadership. And you see so many people that are just throwing out these buzzwords and these quotes from famous people from before. That's not leadership. Leadership is exactly what you said. Leadership is taking action, improving yourself, taking care of your team, improving your organization, listening to people, informing them, empowering them. Sitting there and talking about, oh, the latest buzzword, agile, or, or you know, that's good peak efficiency, doesn't work. <laughs> right, right. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. All right, we'll come back after the break, and we're going to talk about ways we can improve our leadership skills with Scott McCarthy. Are you looking for ways to streamline your business? If so, Pulse can help. Pulse is a CRM and marketing automation platform with many features, such as email and text message marketing project boards, quoting and invoicing, and so much more. If you're a franchise, we also have a franchise-specific version with robust franchise management capabilities. Request your demo today at thepulsespot.com. Again, that's thepulse, P-U-L-S-E, spot.com. If you find listening to Mr. Biz Radio is helpful, imagine having live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also five other trusted business experts. It's true. You can have live access to your very own CFO, 
plus a business attorney, a website and digital marketing expert, a sales and growth guru, a financing professional, and a customer experience master. Visit MrBizSolutions.com to learn more. Join Mr. Biz Nation at MrBizSolutions.com. Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. Again, this week, talking with Scott McCarthy of Moving Forward Leadership. You can find out more at movingforwardleadership.com. And so, Scott, we've talked a lot about it. We've gone over your three components and three domains of leadership. So now, if you would, share with us some of your expertise, some of your uh, some of the ways we can improve our leadership skills. Yeah, I, that's something that's near and dear to my heart. You know, um, arrogant me would say, oh, just hire me as a coach. But I actually <laughs> won't say that right out of the gate. <laughs> uh, the one thing that, that often shocks people, the ways that we can improve our leadership is we need to drop our egos as business owners, as managers, as leaders of our organization. Often we get in those roles because, you know, we rise up to the ranks, right? I, I command that squadron. Why? Because the organization saw potential in me, saw that what I could do and put me in charge of that squadron uh, because of that. And it's really easy to get egotistical about it, that I know everything. The reality is you need to drop your ego and realize in every job that you do that you know nothing, you know, so little. And what you need to do is actually empower your people. So the first way to improve your leadership skills is dropping that ego, sitting it out with your folks and, and being having an own, open and honest conversation and allowing them to give you feedback on where you're hitting the mark and where you're not hitting the mark. Often what I do when I take over a job is I give a couple of people veto rights of decisions I make for the first three months because I don't want to change things without knowing. And that's part of when you come into a new organization, everything's new to you, but you don't know what you don't know. And you need to drop that ego and learn. So the first thing is, you know, learning by being open and transparent. And that actually is going to improve your, your team, improve the bond and the tightness. Uh, author Tim Clark refers to it as uh, part of the four stages of psychological safety. And he has a great book. And I interviewed him on my show. And that's actually stage three, where people can actually be open and uh, be honest with you and feel safe doing that. And that's actually going to be one of the biggest ways you can learn leadership. The other the real only way after that you got to do it. You can't be scared. You have to get out in front of people and you have to talk to people. You have to make decisions. And ultimately that is from experience. And one of the things that people really get uh, hung up on is failing and scared of failing. And yes, sometimes failing can have repercussions, but that's why in the army we train so hard, right? We train hard so that we make the mistakes in training and not actually in operations. So where you can identify, okay, is this a training opportunity or is this actual legit operations? And you see that it's a training opportunity, don't be scared to make mistakes, go out on a limb and actually get out there and put yourself out on that limb because that's gonna be a huge teacher. And then what I often do is host what we refer to as the ARs or after the action reviews where people talk about it. 
and allow people that, again, that safe space to voice their concerns, voice the concerns with the decisions you made, voice concerns how you communicate with them or didn't communicate with them. These are the things that are going to enable you to learn much quicker than what you're going to learn from reading a book and trying to apply it. Now, that being said, there are a lot of great books out there. There are a lot of great authors out there. Uh, I know we, we kind of slag some coaches out there, but there are, there are a lot of great coaches out there too that will help you uh, get through those hurdles. But ultimately is dropping your ego, enabling a safe place for people to give you honest and open feedback, and then not being scared to make mistakes, but most importantly, learning from them. Yeah, I think that's really, really important And uh, as far as the feedback. And I think one of the things that I've seen, Scott, and maybe you've seen this as well, is that so I'll, I'll, I'll talk to folks and they'll say, gosh, no one, no, no one will tell me the truth. And the first thing I'd like to do in that situation is to assess, is that them or is it you? Because as you right. mentioned, I think it's very important to make sure that you have, and not just talk the words, but actually display that it's, it's okay to disagree with the boss. Um, and a lot of people talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk, right? They say, oh yeah, if you don't agree with something, come and let me know. And if they come and let you know, you jump down their throat. Well, you've taught, you know, you've taught them to not express any, you know, uh, any, um, anything that's against the boss. 100%. And then it comes, are you being told what you need to hear or what you want to hear? And we know in business, you and I both can, that when you're being told what you want to hear, that's not good for business in the long run. No. Because then all of a sudden your blind spots get bigger and bigger and bigger. All of a sudden you start diving into not profits, but you know, losses. Your business starts failing and you're like, why? Where did this come from? How come I didn't see this coming? Why? Because you didn't enable a culture of what they refer to as challenger safety, where people can go and challenge you and your decisions. Now, ultimately, as a leader, the decision is yours. But when you empower your people to have a culture, organizational culture that allows them to voice their concerns in a professional way, allow them to voice those concerns, bring other options to the table, you actually hear them and analyze them and weigh those options and, and then make the decision, that's going to empower your people a lot more. That's going to instill a lot more confidence in your leadership abilities and their trust in you. Because if you don't have trust and you don't have credibility as a leader, then suddenly your leadership is actually faltering because those are cornerstones. Without trust and, 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 and integrity, people aren't going to follow you and they're going to start looking for jobs elsewhere. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, I think you, so much you talked about really boils down to some of those really key things of being honest with yourself and dropping that ego. So if you've got people leaving, when you, you join a new organization and all of a sudden you've got a mass exodus, it's so often I see folks that say, oh, well, they, they just don't like me because, you know, I'm, I'm harsher than the last person or whatever. It, it might not be that. Again, you need to make sure that, as you said, drop that ego be very honest with yourself and, and get that feedback of, you know, find someone that can tell you the honestly, like, hey, no, you came in here like a bull in a china shop. And, uh, you know, a different approach would be much better at things like that. And being able to be self-aware of those things, I think, is extremely important. But you have to have those folks. The feedback is critically, critically important because, as you said, those blind spots just get bigger and bigger and bigger if, you, if you're not aware of things and you're, you know, neglecting some of those blind spots. They'll just continue to get bigger. 
Right. And the other thing that this kind of ties into is that often as leaders, people feel like they're, they need to be the ones with all the answers. And the reality of today is that cannot happen, nor should it. Leaders should be actually not be the ones with all the answers. You as a business owner, you shouldn't have the answers. Your people shouldn't be coming to you with, all, with, look, with questions looking for answers. Your job as a leader actually is to be the one with all the questions, to be asking the right questions. And you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You want to be hiring the smartest people in the room in marketing, in research, in development, in sales. And then you need to be asking, okay, how can we bring this product to market better? and empower them to make that happen. Assign the resources to make that happen. Give them the training to make that happen. That's your role as the leader. Your leader is not actually be like, okay, this is how we're gonna bring this product to market and achieve the best results. Because if you got the best people in all those different aspects of your business, you're not gonna know that answer, but you're gonna be the one that's gonna be able to answer, to ask the question, get the answers from your people, and then empower them to go out and achieve it on your behalf. Awesome. Powerful stuff, Scott. Powerful stuff. Um, I really, really, really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, you shared some amazing things. Like I said, I know we'll hit home with, with each and every one of our listeners. So I really appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time and bring me on your show, Ken. It's been awesome talking to you again. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff. So again, this week we've been talking with Scott McCarthy. Um, you can find out more about him at movingforwardleadership.com. Uh, guys, thanks for listening as always. Have a great week. Um, Don't forget to check us out on the five networks. Don't forget, as always, cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.